Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of your favorite video game podcast. Good game. Nice try. I'm not Sonya Reed. I'm the other host of this podcast, Aaron Blair. But with me today is Sonya Reed. How are you, Sonya? Hey, I'm not Aaron Blair, but yes, I am Sonya. Um, not yet, but we'll see how the cloning project turns out. We'll see. Oof. We're waiting for some stuff. We're waiting for some tests to come back. What I would do to have just a thread of any, just be sort of cloned into you. And I just want the height. I want to reach the top shelf. I just, I want to see at concerts. I just, I can't imagine how sweet that is. You know what? It's sweet to a point. Here's where it's not sweet. <laughs> it's not sweet when you have to be in any small tight area, but it's also not sweet when you play the Oculus. Oh? Because VR sets you to a different height. So a lot of times, if you don't set the height properly, I feel like I'm just walking around in a hole or in like thigh high mud. It's not, and it's very, it makes you want to throw up immediately. Well, it's if you good. stop playing mud simulator or thigh high mud simulator, oh, I feel like you mom, feel- but I love mud <laughs> simulator. Let me play mom. Let me play. That is a good point. But every time I open my shelf and the entire top shelf is empty mm. because there's nothing that I could put up there that is accessible at any point, I I'd take it. I'll take the height. Oh, there. Now, wait, I, you told me before we started, you're very excited because you're playing something and you wouldn't tell me what it was. Oh my so gosh. So what is this big reveal of a thing that you are, are loving right now that you're playing? It was kind of unexpected, but now the more that I think about it, completely expected why I would have been completely in love with this game. I really avoided it because I'm like, there's so many games that I, I buy on my Switch and they just sit there. I still haven't played Mario Golf fully. It's sitting there. It's collecting dust. But I didn't know that this game was also free. Uh, Pokemon Unite. Whoa! All right. Yeah. Now, I don't. Ha I don't have a good sense. I did. The only Pokemon game I played is Pokemon Go. So mm -hmm. why? First of all, why did you think you wouldn't like Pokemon Unite? So I really was not a fan of like newer Pokemon games because I feel like they're super handholdy. Yes, they are a children's game. Yes, sort of. I've kind of accepted that. Whatever. But Fuck you, kids. I still <laughs> want to play Pokemon. Um, but it is like so handholdy. So I'm just like, Ugh, uh, most of the time. And this one, 100% definitely still in that vein. It's very handholdy, but... 
but, but, but it is literally just Pokemon and League of Legends. Oh, it's the same. It's the same for it's like a MOBA. It's the same format and everything. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like dip in a little bit. And it's the same shit as League. I am so addicted. And I think it's it's because it's like I, I appreciate Pokemon, grip with Pokemon, and I love League of Legends. And I feel like I'm going to feel the same about uh, the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl because I love Nickelodeon. I grew up Nickelodeon. It's literally Smash Brothers. And it made me think, what like IPs or franchises would you love to see combined with games that you love? Full House. Full House. Full House meets... Meets Smash Brothers. <laughs> Come on, give me that Danny Tanner with the, the high-waisted khakis fighting the Olsen twins. Come on, it's, oh not, it's money in the bank. What's yeah, the uh, Olsen's twins move? Make it, uh, They crush you with their uh, fortune, their billions <laughs> of dollars. And it's just like, it's like knife rain, but dollars. And you get cut up 100,000 times by paper cuts, but it's all money. And then uh, there's good. Dave Coulier, mm-hmm. who's so who's so annoying that you just want to jump off the platform and kill yourself. <laughs> okay. And then who else is in that show? There's Becky. Uh, there's Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Thank you. I think he, Jen. Don't you think Uncle Jesse would? He would like, kind of like uh, in in the um, the Injustice Batman game. Uh, Batman in the Injustice game would call like a cool car to like drive through and hit you. Totally. Or he'd have like some sort of like poisonous hair gel that Ooh, he would just like cool. squirt like on, on the people. opponents. All right. Yeah, that's good. I like that's that. That's great. That's great. Yeah, Uncle Dang. Jesse. But yeah, I think that's uh, Full House. What about now? What that's about you? Uh, what about you, Sonia? What would be the IP you would want to see again? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I feel something I've been putting off for a little bit playing is Power Wash Simulator. And I, I do love Power Wash Simulator, but maybe if we switch up the genre. What if it is like a full RPG? Like I'm thinking Fallout. It's power washing, but Fallout. You know, you're you're in this post-apocalyptic wasteland and yeah. you kind of like power wash it and unveil all of these secrets and I don't know. Honestly, that fits really well. I, there's a lot of dirt and I just love the idea of being that's the only thing that you have to your defense love in that. a post-apocalyptic wasteland is just a power washer. The most satisfying DLC. <laughs> I'm going to contact some uh, game devs. I'm going to make it happen. Um, yeah, I'm going to call up Todd Howard and get the <laughs> uh, get that power washing fallout simulator. Thank you. Thank going. you. Uh, our guest today is a comedian, actor, writer, and YouTuber known for her work on the extremely popular and very funny YouTube channel, Smosh. Please enjoy this interview with the one and only Courtney Miller. Smosh is such a huge channel and all the videos you do and videos that you guys make have this like sheen of friendship. It's like a like a like a positive polish that just makes me super happy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel like at the core, we know it's going to be a good video when we are just making each other laugh. I mean, that's one of our our main things on our Smosh Pit channel is the Try Not to Laugh series and you know, sometimes they're hard, but when it's just that we we get down to the nitty gritty, it's just we just are trying to make our friends laugh, each other laugh. And yeah, it's really fun. We really are all pretty good friends, you know, And especially if, you know, you've been doing videos together for so long and, and also being vulnerable. You did a video where uh, you scripted some of your uh, like mid high school diaries. Yes. Yes. And then how to read it. 
I went balls to the wall with this content. I was like, sure, let's just put my middle school trauma online. That's fine. But yeah, it is like really everybody's so great on the cast. I feel safe with them. Even if they do laugh, it's good. At least it's a good time because I feel like when I first started Smosh, maybe I wasn't as uh, good with that. I think I was maybe a little more like insecure and like not able to handle it as well. But like as we all just somehow managed to meld together and like Keith and Noah on the cast, they were the first two to just do that always. And we all just kind of, it kind of became like what it is. We just, we make fun of each other. You can laugh at each other, laugh at yourselves and laugh together, you know? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And it has, uh, you know, you'll, you'll do like scripted skits, you'll do games together. Um, and kind of in the spirit of that, because we we know each other. We've we've known each mm-hmm, other for, for mm-hmm. a little bit. Although Aaron isn't as familiar, I thought it would be fun to maybe do uh, a two truths and a lie. Oh, and hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's and then Aaron can kind of guess. We could talk about it. But uh, yeah, that would be kind of fun. That's, that's a oh, great boy. idea. Um, all right, so to start off, Cordy in the past... She has had a, uh, she was in a fight in eighth grade. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she has also expressed that she has an irrational fear of balloons, specifically when they're shaped like animals. Balloon. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. And at one point in her life, she has owned mm-hmm. 10 pairs of stolen vans. Okay. So it's fight, balloon, animal, stolen vans is crazy. I'm going to say you were in a fight. You are afraid of balloon animals and the vans are a lie. Courtney? You're incorrect, sir. (laughs) The lie is the balloons. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, My sister used to... Do you want to hear the story about the vans? Absolutely. Well, (laughs) yeah. So that means you have gotten into a fight and you own how many pairs of stolen vans? Um, that was, yeah, when I was younger, my sister worked at a shoe store and they were very bad about checking their inventory. I won't disclose which <laughs> sister or which shoe stores for the sake of, I don't know, laws. Great. But Great. Uh, so she would take home vans for me. I loved vans at the, at the time. That. I'm more of a Converse girl now. But I had all kinds. I had some with cherries on them. I had crazy yellow ones. It was... Hell yeah. I was living a life. I was... That was probably the peak in my life, honestly, when I had wow. those shoes. Do you love vans, especially when they're free vans? Always. Those are the best kind of vans. Always. Um, <laughs> it's funny when you... I, like, forgot what we were doing for a second when, Sonia, when you were reading them. I was like, oh, no. Is she reading my Smosh Wiki? Because <laughs> I was like, maybe they got a detail wrong because maybe they think I'm afraid of balloons. <laughs> That's hilarious. But then I remembered where I was. No, they're very they're very detailed and they're very. Uh, I feel like they do their research pretty heavily. Absolutely, they do. <laughs> I used to uh, work at Kmart, and so the like the head. The, I was like one of the only people there who, you know, whatever didn't have a lot going on with them. Like very, mm. I was very low drama, low drama. Mm. Let's put it that way. And so like the head of the store would just be like, "Hey, like take something home tonight." Go ahead, you know, like take, and I'd be like, okay. So, and I would always be very nervous. So I didn't know what to do. So I would just take home Hulk hands. <laughs> so <laughs> I have like. <laughs> you have the entirety of Kmart at your disposal. My, yeah. Well, but I was like sheepish. I was like, oh, okay. You <laughs> so take these Hulk hands. And so, but, but so I have like 20 pairs <laughs> 
of Hulk you hands. You just kept getting the same Hulk hands? Because I like because it was like a safe thing. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And they'd be like, I'd, take, I'd be like, oh, okay. And I was always weirdly near Hulk hands. So I'd be like, oh, and I would take them off and be like, I'm going to take these Hulk hands. But then like <laughs> thinking about it, from that guy's point of view, he must be like, does this dude have like a <laughs> sexual fetish about Hulk <laughs> What the fuck is he doing with like this many pairs of Hulk hands? Because oh he knew God. I took at least six or seven, yeah. not like twenty. But I yeah, wonder. Crazy. I wonder if like there it got to a point where he's like, okay, I'm gonna tell him to take some home. I'm gonna see if he's <laughs> gonna pick Hulk hands again. <laughs> yeah, it became a game for him. Has a pool, a, da- a betting pool on. <laughs> he's probably gonna get the Hulk hands again. Yeah. Hold on, watch, guys. Also, it's not. I will say Hulk hands very early on already were an issue because they're huge. <laughs> each each Hulk hand is like. It's like the, it's the size of a Hulk hand. Up it's, to you your know, forearm? Yeah, it's like up to you. So I've got like just physically, it's a lot to have. Wow. You know? it's, like, it's a mess. It's a mess. But you know, Sonic kind of brings up a good point when, and, and you did as well with the the, the Smosh Wiki. The, your fandom is rabid. I mean, people, and obviously for good reason, people love you. When to you did you start to realize like, oh, wait a second, this is like a really big thing that people, I am now a celebrity. Like, was there a, a, a moment or a tipping point that you were like, oh my God, like this is, this is wild. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I have a couple moments in my career where I was super confused and like trying to understand where I was in the world. Um, Cause when I first started with Smosh, I was just like a little Viner. I just made silly six second videos and and like, for, for all the kids listening, can you explain what Vine ah. is? No, okay. Vine walked so TikTok could run. Yes, okay. there we go. <laughs> That's, yeah, well put. Um, but yeah, and then when when people in the comments started and Twitter started calling me a YouTuber, I was like, what? I'm not a YouTuber, but like literally working on Smosh. Yeah. Like the first channels ever. Um, and then I'm very fortunate to get to go to VidCon every year. And that is like, has always been one of my favorite things. One of the things that makes this job so worth it. And like, I remember the first year uh, at Smosh was with Defy, Defy Media. They were like, not great with their money. They were all about swanging. Okay, swang in that big old hog. Mm-hmm. And so that year of VidCon was the year the Smosh the movie came out. And they got Ian and Anthony, Madame Tussauds, wax figures done. Whoa. So the, we, Defy Media had a lounge that was so big, had these wax figures off to the side, a big ass open bar in the middle, popcorn makers, like a little like Instagram opportunities and like it was Hulk hands huge. everywhere. Hulk hands Hulk everywhere. hands to the nine. To the nine. It was <laughs> it was insane. I remember I was everybody else had like the featured creator pass, but I was so new that I only had the creator. So it was like a big awkward thing to like get me to places. But like that was still back when like I and maybe it's still this way. I just don't see it as often. But like you know, Vine had all those thirst trappy boys that are now problematic YouTubers, but girls like would scream running after them, like screaming, oh, seeing them running through the convention center and like, maybe that still happens, but be careful girls. Um, but it like <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that 
Those conventions are for sure what showed me how big Smosh was. And then as I slowly became more a part of it, it, like I, because I remember the first VidCon as well, they would, a lot of fans would just not want to take pictures with the other cast. They just wanted pictures with Ian and Anthony because they didn't know who we were. Sure, sure. Sure. But then each year it was like more about us or like then people had, I was their favorite. And like that, that was like. Such a, a crazy, crazy, like, growth to see happen. That's really, really cool. It's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Do you, mm-hmm. do you miss conventions? I do. Mm-hmm. I don't miss the smells. Yes. <laughs> Important note. Comic-Con specifically can get a little stinky. But it's, it's like, down there. it's not just that it's like, oh, stinky people, but it's like also people in, like, costumes and stuff mm-hmm. that you don't breathe, especially if it's, like, Party City. Has anybody cosplayed you? Has anybody dressed up as you? It is really cute at conventions. People will come up. Like, I had a big Hawaiian shirt phase. So everybody would come in a little Hawaiian shirt with a little tied-up bit. And, like, uh, it, it was super cute. That's great. I think the last convention I went to was literally just days before. Like, I was almost trapped in Australia. Because oh, my God. Supernova in Australia, which I freaking loved. It was amazing. Uh, it was happening. Literally, I was. we were in Gold Coast or Melbourne. We were in the same city as Tom Hanks while he discovered he got COVID. Oh. Like, we were there Whoa. as well while he was there and he found out he had it. And you're like, where has Tom Hanks been? Yeah, we're like, oh, no. I hope I'm not <laughs> bumping shoulders with Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we luckily flew home just a couple days before the, like, the travel shut down. Oh, my crazy. God. Yeah. It is. It is wild. How ha- I will say, like, how has for you the pandemic, like, affected the kind of thing, the kind of you know comedy you're making? Ha- have you taken refuge in in things you guys are doing? Has it affected uh, your content at all? Um, you oh know, my gosh! Yeah. So at first, we were we went really hard on all of us making content from our homes. So mm. our team sent us cameras, sound equipment, wow. lighting equipment. Uh, each week they would send wigs and props for that week. Like, um, and I, we would just have to film ourselves and t- call action on ourselves, sound sync ourselves. And like, wow. for me, I I couldn't stand it. It was really, really hard. It, obviously the, the tech stuff was tough, but like having to be by myself not doing mm-hmm. this, which is crazy because before this job, like I, when I was 14 and, and, and 17, I was making little YouTube videos and vines by myself. But for some reason, I just couldn't handle it. Um, I had, I had a couple mental breakdowns. I remember I was in this teenage boy wig and beanie, like being this little fuck boy on TikTok, just crying. <laughs> Cause oh. I was like, I can't do this anymore. You're like, wow, uh, this is really on brand. Like, this, is yeah. really, this, this fits yeah. the scene, actually. It, it literally works. So um, I came up with crying fuckboy character. Yes, literally sad e-boy. Um, but when I when we finally started doing the COVID testing and the safe mass shooting and everything, we, it felt so much better just to be around people again. Um, and it really became everybody's kind of source of like social interaction. So mm-hmm. it, it was it was really great. I'm happy that we had that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It is like, you know, in many ways, like comedy is collaborative and, you know, it's it's hard to just do that in a vacuum because you just feel like a crazy person. So yeah. it's nice to feel crazy with other people. It's just that yeah. people energy. Yeah. You just need something to bounce off of. Like mm-hmm. I, my only acting experience is with Smosh, but like I can usually tell when I'm doing a good job when like 
people in the scene or behind the cameras are like, you can, you can see in your peripherals if you're like making something funny and like to just be in your room. And I didn't even have my cats at that time. I was just oh literally, my God. I got Nothing. my cats in February. So I was literally alone. Mm-hmm. It's just me and the voices. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that old, it's that there's that old like a showbiz adage, which is like if you can make the band laugh or if you can make the crew laugh, that's then you're actually because they don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, exactly. So if you can make them laugh, you're like, oh, that was a good nailed joke. it. Oh, I nailed it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, glad you're back at it. I'm glad that uh, you know, you're back in the swing of things. Thanks. Um and I really, I really wanted to ask. So throughout like all the skits you've been doing and everything else, you've also had opportunities to do uh, a bunch of different gaming series too. You were on mm-hmm. Minecraft, you did some Minecraft stuff, um, but you also did a playthrough of The Sims, which I thought was incredible. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was my first time doing a gaming thing by myself. So yes. thank you. And I, I feel like, the Sims and the way that people play it really says a lot about a person psychologically, <laughs> like how how they build their family. And I know in the series you built like kind of the Smosh family, but I wanted to ask like how when you're playing by yourself, like what do you build your yourself and uh, people you know? Do you make up a family? Like what? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I've played a lot of Sims in my day, and when I say a lot. <laughs> I mean, dangerous amounts of Sims. Um, <laughs> I, I had bought my computer during the pandemic. Not a not a cheap computer. And I was like, I'm going to like freaking edit stuff. Literally just played Sims on it all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but usually how I start out, I usually will try and do my ideal life. So mm-hmm. I will create me. I love, and the creation and the building process is like my favorite part. Um, and I'll build, like, I like to get creative. Of, like, what the, what house is ideal for me? Uh, <laughs> and then like, ooh, I should flirt and get married and see what happens. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little role play for myself, yeah. I guess. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I know, like, you know, and Sonny and I talk about this a lot, but I swear to God, this reality is just, it's all virtual reality. All this mm-hmm. is is just a giant Sims game. So it's like when whenever, like, playing the Sims, it's kind of like, you know, playing a game within a game. Like when you're in Job Simulator and then you play Flappy Bird on the computer. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, ah, it's the best. But it yes. is true. Like, the Sims, it has that, it's got that that weird quality that I can't really put my finger on of, like, absolutely addictive but you can't explain it to somebody who's never played the sims like why yeah you know? i would say it's like it's like ult- the ultimate control mm-hmm. right because you're right this life is a simulation but there are no cheat codes and we are just <laughs> struggling um but like to be able to literally control everything and make it exactly the way you like um except for when you get a dog or cat on Sims. Not mm. fun. I always want it. But then when I have it, I'm like, God, I got to freaking train them not to bark and shit. <laughs> and I just let them go loose. I'm like, you know what? You do you. I Whatever. You're on your that. own. Just hire a maid. You got this. <laughs> yeah. That's great. If only we could all just have a little money cheat. Yeah. Because that solves everything. What do you think <laughs> The Sims has taught you about living your real life, about or or our VR simulator life? What, what is oh, it? Yeah. Has it taught you? Anything? What has that simulation taught you about this simulation? Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. <laughs> you know the whole social aspect. If mm. you, because you know, on Sims, if you just stop stop talking to your friends in Sims, like your little chart goes down, 
and they they yeah. they kind of forget about you and just you don't get as close and like obviously there's some friends in your life that like no matter how long you stay away from them uh you still your best friends it's like you never left but like you really got to put the work in and like be social and put in the effort to like make friends i cuz like for me my job makes it's like my literally my life it's like so right. it's hard to like maintain and keep friendships outside of it because it's like I'm either so emotionally overwhelmed that I can't even like text back or like I just am not even thinking about like inviting people over or going to lunch, especially not in the past year. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, definitely trying to make a point to do it now. But it's like, yeah, just put in the work and like friendships will happen, you know. So that I'd say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's I mean, a good, that's, that's a good gem to take out of it. Totally. <laughs> like also, that. if your house is clean, life is just better. Because <laughs> when Sims, when your place is a mess, it affects your Sim emotionally, and that is mm -hmm. the most accurate thing. Because when my place is a mess, uh, it's it's a representation of my brain. It's so true. It's it's so funny. I will say too, like it's interesting because I think playing games again, like shows you kind of who you are in a certain way and like the way you play. Like for me, like playing Sky, like I didn't realize until I started playing like Skyrim that I'm a coward, an absolute <laughs> big crybaby coward. Oh yeah. Cause like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go in and hit them with my sword. And then I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going <laughs> to stay in the hills with a bow and arrow. <laughs> and, uh, and now I'm fine. I, but now it's like, I'm a sniper. I call cowardness like a cool thing it's strategy yeah it's strategy yeah but uh -huh. it's like yeah the sims too it's even more clear when you're playing the sims you're like i'm not talking to any of my friends oh i guess i am kind of antisocial. oh and my an god yeah I'll, i'm the same way with skyrim though oh my god going in to fight the droggers it's always <laughs> okay. so quiet in there and i i i am actually a big video game frady cat so i feel <laughs> you that and it is strategy you know what Pro yeah, to protect your own sanity. Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating handfuls of thick cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag, taking a bite out of an irresistibly bold block of extra sharp cheddar cheese. We know you want to get back to streaming, but wasn't it nice to daydream about cheese for a bit? Tillamook Cheddar. Extraordinary Dairy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Sonia got an Oculus. And nice. so then, of course, I had to get an Oculus as well. And playing uh, VR, something I didn't realize, talk, speaking as a video game coward and real life <laughs> coward, something I didn't realize, I don't know, have you played, Courtney, have you played VR games where you're like actually 
like oh my melee, God, like yeah. fighting or punching <sighs> something. It's I'm screaming. I have no control over my vocal cords when I'm playing shit like that. <laughs> I'm literally like ah! just swatting around <laughs> manically. Like it's so it's I mean, it it's so immersive. <laughs> You're just in it. I remember like early VR, they had a uh, oh, gosh what was it called? Something experiment where you're in like a zombie situation, but you're out in a field. Oh. It's very foggy all around you. You can't see anything oh. coming at you. I'm all you have. I know all you have is a gun and you just have to like do a 360 and make sure no one is coming towards you and then start shooting. Nope. The 360. I cannot. I, that's what's so beautiful oh. about like not VR games like that. Or like a lot of just video games in general where you're just whatever's in front of you, it's the path. The behind you is clear. <laughs> We're fine. But uh-huh. having to worry about what's behind you literally creates a new paranoia. Not into it. Yeah. And also the thing I didn't realize before I started playing VR was, so in a game, and this is a, <laughs> the dumbest thing to say, but I'm going to say it. In a video game, the, car- the enemies are only as like big as your television. In yes. a VR game, yes. they're yes. as big as you and they're in front of you. And it's like, oh my gosh, shit, man. Like, it's the worst. Like, Courtney, do you play? I mean, as a as a scaredy oh. cat, I will say I play a lot of horror games because I enjoy <laughs> feeling something. An emotion. You know, like just feeling alive at all. So, and if, yeah, if that's fear, then fine. Do you, even though you're a scaredy cat, do you play horror games? So that is one thing I physically cannot do. I've I've tried in the past and I have been like actually not forced to, but I've had to for Smash games when like me and Mari played one. Uh and that's like in this new and when I'm not alone, mm. it's good. But um I and then like forever ago I I played some stuff with so hinky and like he's <laughs> like, "Hey, it's your turn to play." And I was like, "I literally can't touch this." And my hands wouldn't go near the keyboard. <laughs> um but I will like I I do like watching Watching someone else play, like whether I'm next to them or like Markiplier, watching him play the the Resident Evil games, stuff like that. You're like, I got my popcorn. I'm not. I'm not in it. There's yeah, no threat to me. I am safe. It. My lights are on. It's all fine. Yeah. Because okay. now you you know that they were able to get through it, whereas I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> was there was there horror games that you tried playing that you're like, nope, never again? I think I did try playing Slenderman by myself, oh. like oh, before no. Smosh. And like, as soon as you get in it, you're just like, why quiet? And then. <laughs> Terrible. And, uh, bro, I just can't with the, uh, it's just my, I literally, my brain is like in self-defense mode now, just trying to like, like, it's so scary. It's like the, the, I watched somebody playing VR of the alien game. Oh, oh is it alien that, isolation or? I think so. That seems like the scariest thing I think that person had I wish I remembered the streamer because then I could shot them out but like they had a heart rate mon- monitor oh as well oh my god oh my god I literally I, c- I could not I think and what was there was another one like there was Slenderman and then there was another one that was really popular about like walking through hallways um, like Amnesia Outlast? maybe or Outlast I think it was Amnesia yeah that one, I think I started. And it's literally, I start. And then as soon as I'm in the house, I'm like, okay, it's real now. I got to stop. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Too real. I can't. There was this game, uh, Moons of Madness. Like, I'm a big, obviously, also like, uh, you know, a big nerd who reads a lot of books. And so I love, you know, this H.P. Lovecraft, Stephen King, that stuff. But it was mm. kind of like H.P. Lovecraft in space, right? On Mars. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. You know, like the, whatever, the game art is like, you know, a, a guy in a spacesuit and like tentacles. I'm like, ooh, oh, I'm in. cool. And this game, it the most unbalanced game I've ever played because it would like create this like 
horrific and like like sense of dread. And then there's a puzzle that is like the hardest fucking thing. (laughs) It's like test tubes and colors and you have to spin around. And I'm like writing stuff in a notebook and I'm like, this is, I'm doing homework. This is math. (laughs) Yeah, dude, they trick you into doing homework. It's It's so funny. And it just ruins like, okay, so that puzzles, hard puzzles ruin horror games for me. The other thing is, and Sonny and I have talked about this a lot, the new Resident Evil, I can't, things that are sexy can't also be scary. If there's like a sexy <laughs> vampire chasing me, I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm really scared, ooh. Yeah, I know the vibes. That's the thing, that's the thing, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, like for instance, I, you know, I, I, I think that you, your, your fandom is kind of referred to as Ass Cheek Valley. So yes. in a horror game, if I'm seeing a good butt, I'm not gonna be so scared. <laughs> I'm like, that's a great butt. You know, it definitely like, is comforting to see a nice ass every once in a while in a video game. I cannot deny that. Who would you say, like, in terms of video game butts, all right, I feel like the dude from Fallout, when I play Fallout. Paladin Dance? Yeah, he's got, like, a great, like, that, it's like a Literally, nice, I know, such a nice butt, I remember his first and last name. I like yeah, that, that was in years. so instant. That, that, that was, was, that was <laughs> I don't know what quick. I had for breakfast, but I remember that beautiful ass in Fallout years Boom. ago. I think about him, guys. <laughs> I haven't forgot. <laughs> Who are the best video game butts? Oh my God. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Literally. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Palette and dance. And then with, with all the crouching he's doing, Joel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. True. So much crouching, so much glute work. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of squats. <laughs> uh, Karth Onassi. Who's Oh, I was, I was literally wanting to see in your faces if anybody would rea- react. Um, I have a lot of like, Video game crushes. Those are just the male ones. Okay. We'll just leave th- with that. Um, that's uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Carthonasi's like the potential male love interest in that game. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Who are the best on it? Like, here, here's the thing. I feel like Bowser probably has a pretty good ass, but it's covered by a shell. Yeah. Who are, who are the best mm-hmm. unexpected video game asses? Ooh. Like, you wouldn't expect... Like, ooh, yeah, turn, oh, damn. Well, oh, actually. Oh. You know? Yeah, because, you know, Master Chief, like, obviously. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, it'd be really funny if the Arbiter actually had a dummy thick <laughs> butt, but I can't remember if I've actually ever seen it. Um, but the brutes in that game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Crazy mm-hmm. butts. That's Underrated. Like alien, ge- yeah, that's like genetics. Yeah. Alien yeah. genetics. <laughs> Minecraft Steve, obviously. Oh, dummy butt. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I, I see you, Minecraft bugs. Steve. I see you. I see you. Um, oh, The Witcher, right? Ooh, yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Obvi. Geralt of I, I haven't played a lot of Witcher, but I watched it. I actually, like, it's weird. I actually can't get into open world games when it's, like, I can't be, like, a, a character that, that looks like me. You know oh. what I mean? Hmm. So. Yeah, I don't like, know. What it, well, I kind so of. So you're always that. you're always kind of now. Wait, are you making? Here's here's the eternal question in character creation. Are you making the Courtney we see or aspirational aspirational? Thank oh. you, Courtney. <laughs> where it's like the Courtney you would like to be. I do like to test my abilities and see how close to myself I can get. All right. Like especially with Fallout Four with yeah. that crazy oh, customizing. Yeah. The whole. Um, yeah. Down to the poor. Yeah. Um, but I sometimes poor. will be like, but like, let's get me like a little nicer brow. And like, <laughs> oh, let's make her lips a little fuller. Okay. It's, still, it's not lying. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Whenever oh. I play, um, did you ever play Ark? 
Like Ark Survival? I never did. Um, I watched my brother play it. I don't think I ever got around to playing it, though. They had a lot of really good customizations, but the best was you could make the thickest thighs. Ooh. So I'm like, okay, so here's Sonya, but thick. <laughs> but so thick. Big Sonya. <laughs> a big Sonya. I love it. It was so good. Um... Cordy, I hate to say it, we're almost out of time. This, what? this is ours flown by, flown by, as Literally. the best interviews always do. Literally. But before we end, we like to end every interview with asking our guest their worst game or their best game. So the game that drives you the most crazy and the game that you love the most. So let's start. Oh my with, gosh. Is there a game that makes you absolutely and infuriates you? And we're not saying like this game sucks objectively mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. saying for you Personal is there a experience. game that you don't like yeah okay cool this is gonna sound super basic um because i love this game but every time i get into it it's really frustrating and i am like so restricted by being a coward and it's it is minecraft <gasps> it is uh. it's so being a fraidy cat but i love minecraft and how tranquil it is and like how i can do all this cool stuff but i cannot handle like i'll be like it's time to go in the caves it's time to go in the caves now i gotta go <laughs> I got to get in there. And then I'll start going in and I'll see something. I'll go, no, 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 no. I just literally, <laughs> I physically cannot get in there. And I'm, I'm limiting myself because I know I could, if I just got over it, I would have fun, but I just can't. So I'm always like switching to, to uh, peaceful mode and then going back to easy. <laughs> That's great. You're like, it's nighttime. All right. Uh, peaceful mode, right? Yeah. Literally, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. I, Sun goes I, down peaceful. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, amazing. Yeah, I feel like it's Aww. a basic answer, but that's not now. It's a really interesting <laughs> answer. I don't think it's basic at all. All right, best now, best game. And on a good note, okay. So I was actually just thinking about this last night, and it is a game that I'll just like think back on the times that I enjoyed it so much, and that like I kind of want to start picking up again. And people might actually hate this because they liked other versions of this game better. And funny, we mentioned Paladin Dance because Fallout Four. I think was the most incredible life-changing game. That was my first Fallout. I'd never mm-hmm. played any Fallout game before that. And like, I guess, um, what's the company that makes Skyrim and, and Fallout 4? Bethesda? Bethesda. I guess yeah. I'm, a th- I'm a Bethesda slut. Yeah. I I I really liked their, their open world stuff. And like, I just have vivid memories where I got so into that game I just, I have a nasty habit with open worlds of like, I just want to find things and search them and just get every little Ugh. item and gold coin. Mm-hmm. And like, I was, I just remember, I would just aimlessly wander the maps. And like, I had at some point found a jetpack for my power armor. Yes. So I was able to just fly up buildings or like, when you go up to that big blimp, yeah. uh, oh I would God. just jump yeah. off of it. And then right before you land, I'll just jetpack a little Oof. bit and just land on the ground. <laughs> I was fine. I just like, and then the music, the aesthetic, I had never experienced anything like that before. So for me, it was like just uh, a huge, huge chapter of my gaming life that I look back on. I think I do want to play it again. I think it's been long enough that it'll be fresh. 
You should, because there's there's so much to that game, too. I, yeah. I would say that Fallout 3, I feel like with the Fallout series, it's almost like the first one you play kind of becomes like the special place in your heart. For me, it was Fallout 3, and I had the exact same thing where, honestly, I just wanted to see how long it would take me to walk from one end of the map to the other. Yeah, and just see everything. Endless. It's endless. Oh, it's so, so cool. Courtney Miller, this was an absolute thrill. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you for I, having me. Yeah, I feel like joining. I learned a little bit about you, uh, yeah. about you and you and Vance. So it's uh, yeah. very good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that it seems that Courtney is at least half as psychotic when she plays The Sims as I do. Um, no pool deaths. Uh, no filling up an entire room full of plants and only a fireplace. Um, seems pretty sane. I'm looking around my apartment and it's mostly plants. It is a lot of a fireplace. plants. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> wait, are you controlling me? I look uh, up, there's a green diamond. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, but stick around because we'll be right back with some ridiculous dumbness. See you in a second. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, we're back. So here's something. Now, I don't normally have news. Uh, you did today before the show. We you, uh, Breaking news, Blaze getting two fillings. Two oh, that's true. fillings, count them. That's true, that's true. Well, you could just read that in my newsletter that I send you guys um, that you didn't want, <laughs> but I keep sending, and you keep hitting unsubscribe. Uh, no, but here's something cool. I got some cool news. Mm. Uh, I used to do a show called Super Boss. It was a live show. We did it at a bunch of conventions. It was very fun, packs and, and et cetera, et cetera. I met... Uh, doing Super Boss, I met this guy, Will Brierly, who, a hyper smart, really nice guy, um, and he made this video game called Soda Drinker Pro. He was on the Today Show. It's it's kind of a big indie game. He's known in the world of indie games. And we became friends over the pandemic. We've been zooming back and forth. He lives in Boston. And so Will uh, kind of came to me. I was like, hey, man, I have an idea for this game. Um, and do you, would you want to write this game? And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like writing a video game is, you know, is like on my bucket list of things I want to do before I die. So, uh, and, and I was like, I would love to write a video game. So I wrote a video game. Will made it. A lot of other, this other uh, woman, Rachel Olson, did the art for it. And it came out this week. Uh, it is called Retired Men's Nude Beach Volleyball League. That's right. Uh, and it's a bunch of old naked men uh, playing volleyball. Uh, and, and, uh, that's the game. That's the game. It checks a lot of boxes for me personally. And, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for it yet, first of all, drop everything. Go, <laughs> go right now. Even if you're holding a newborn, drop it. Don't that care. Newborn. Drop it. I'll wait. That's right. Um, first of all, the trailer is incredible. The song is a bop. 
It is has been stuck in my head the entire day. And I also appreciate how, you know, you do have a referee that handles the league and everything. He appears to be pantsless. Uh, yes, he's yes. He's only he only wears a shirt to know <laughs> so you could tell that he's a ref. Otherwise, he's naked as well. Again, I would just want to reiterate my previous point. Checks a lot of boxes. That's right. And and the theme song is done by uh, this guy named Calvero uh, on Instagram. And he did a fantastic job. And I have to say, like, here's the thing. And this isn't this is a kind of a spoiler. But one of the things that we talk about a, a lot on this podcast are games that start as something but then are really about something else. Mm-hmm. And that's like my favorite trend right now in games and especially indie games. So is this a game about being a naked old man playing beach volleyball? Yes. But is it maybe really about something else with a big reveal at the end? Possibly. Hmm. You have to play it. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. And so that's a really, it was really fun to do. It's getting a crazy amount of press. I mean, and that is all to Will's credit. Will is... Again, he's known in the indie world and he's done a bunch of other games and he's he's beloved and also just he's great at promotion and setting these things up. Uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited. I'm very happy to be a part of it and uh, I hope everybody checks it out. You yes. could get it. It is, it is part of the Humble Bundle subscription service. So if you go to Humble Choice, uh, Humble Bundle, subscribe to Humble Choice, you get it as a game. Uh, and uh, it's also available in the library for all subscribers um, right now, which is fantastic. And then, you know, they we'll, we're going to try to expand onto consoles and that stuff too. But it was really fun to do. I learned a lot about writing a video game, which we could talk in a future episode more yes. about. But it was fascinating because there's this thing called Twine, Mm, which is just mm-hmm. free online. I think it's at twinery.org. And that's what I used. Will showed me how to use it. And that's the tool I used to make the choose your own adventure dialogue trees. And anybody could do it. I, I highly suggest anyone, if you've ever wanted to write any sort of choose your own adventure thing, go to twinery.org. Um, and it's super fun. And you can write literally your own text-based video game using that browser. So that's so um, cool. That's so that cool. Really well, I mean, fun. congrats. Overall, Thank you. just congrats. Uh, everyone go grab this immediately. Uh, <laughs> I I remember playing Soda Drinker Pro like way, way back in the day. Yeah. And I, I appreciated it. And, you know, a lot of games that are kind of in a similar vein that are just like outside of the box. There's just right. something different and something quirky and they have like cool twists to them. So, um, yeah, that's just I'm so excited for you. Yeah, it was really fun, and and uh, and yeah, I hope everybody puts on some sunscreen and uh, and, and plays it. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, if you want us to uh, prescribe you a video game, or if you have a recommendation of a game you think we should play, please include it in a review on Apple Podcasts, and we will discuss it on air. We'll see y'all next time. Good game, nice try. Is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton, with engineering and sound design by Joe Tisdall. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. Special thanks to Lisa Berm. Music by John Danik. Danik, 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 Danik. Aaron was staring at me. I had to do it. <sighs> this has been... A Team Coco production.
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.